rolling, 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 rolling. What? To the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, the podcast that just spent a lot of time off air talking about Nickelback. That just wasted five of your minutes. Coincidentally, we are recording on, apparently, according to Twitter, uh, Canada Day, because uh, Rock Band just tweeted, Turn on Rock Band, open the windows, play all of the Nickelback songs as loud as you can. Happy Canada Day. They're Canadian? I guess so. Ah! That explains it. No, that just proves... You can't say all Canadians are nice people. That is now a known stereotype. Yes. Uh, we know it to be false because they're douchebags. Yes. So that means Canada. We don't know that they're douche- douchebags. We don't. We do. We have not met them. We do not know that they are douchebags. You. You but have they write never songs seen Patrick Waugh. like a douchebag. Who would? Uh, former NHL goalie, uh, Hall of Famer, played for uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, during one press conference, when a reporter asked him about something that. A uh, player on the opposing team and said about me. He said, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I had two Stanley Cup rings in my ears. Nice. He but was a complete asshole. You, you can't actually... And wait, amazing. You can't use um, NHL players, though, because even if they're Canadian, they're all descended from Scan- from Scandinavians. And as we all know, historically, Scandinavians are dickheads. So... They enjoy fighting. I mean, NHL is like... is of uh, Scandinavian descent. A lot of people don't know this. As evidenced by the horned helmet, yeah. Yes. That's not... Yeah, boy! That is not an accessory. He grew that. Yes. That's that's how you know. That was handed down through generations of the Flav family. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't... Uh... We didn't we didn't hit all the cons last time. I was going to say, well, we, we didn't start this podcast to talk about Nickelback and Flav of Flav. We why would we write... Why would we come up... Why would we do an episode of a podcast to talk about Nickelback? Who would do that? Anyway, yes, we did not hit all the cons. I don't know. Somebody does a podcast on Naruto and Bleach and One Piece. Somebody has to do something on on Nickelback. The Nickelcast. Yeah, the <laughs> Nickelcast. Oh, I feel sorry for those people. I bet Kro- they, Krogercast. I bet they have to uh, drink very, very heavily. No, if it was the Krogercast, they'd actually have a couple options. <laughs> <laughs> when there's no Nickelback news, or they're just we, we, go, we just read through the Kroger sales yeah. ad. Right before they pull the trigger, then they go, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, there's a new sale paper out this week. We get to, we get to live another week. Woo! Yeah. That, was a, that was a close one. Coming soon on iTunes. Check Kroger cast. <laughs> anyway, so um, we went to another con. Woo! The week after, I think the week after we recorded the last podcast yeah. about cons. You you went to another con. I went I, to another con. I I went to Midwest Championships. But anyway, which is like Sa- a con. Station con. Station con is a uh, another con in Atlanta. This is our first time going. Another con in Atlanta because it needs we're more. going to like three this. I'm going to like three this year. So Momocon, ABA, Station con. I think there's others. Wait, aren't you going yes. to Dragon? Yes. Oh, so Dragon. Four. Did I not count? Okay, I didn't count that. So at least four. You'll probably right. find another. Well, All Japan Fest. Counts. Yes. If you go to Japan Fest, that'll be five. For you. All the cons in Atlanta. Yes. I'm kind of thinking... Well, no, not the, not the furry. Not the furry cons. Oh, God, no. We're going to start sending Dylan to the furry cons. 
we went to a As con a horror story panel, and they... his, his name is Wolf. He's he's uh-huh. perfect for the. He's one first suit away from humping some stranger. <laughs> not ever, ever of unknown gender. Ever going to and species possibly. Ever. But anyway, no, we're sending yes. you. We're sending you to the furry meetup. I was. We, we did talk like on the way to the con. Like, if we add some more conventions or swap out some conventions next year, maybe they need to be in other places other yeah. than Atlanta. Um, because then, then you have to go to Georgia. Then you have to lot. exactly more than anyone should. And as much as you guys hate it on Alabama, like. That, that was a pleasant drive. Here's the thing. Alabama is worse, but we're only going to do it once a year yes. versus at this point going to Atlanta. I think I'm just bored with driving to Atlanta. Like, yeah, I, yeah. So how many so years has Session Con been going on? This is the third year. Yeah. Okay. It's the Charmed. Because the theme was Session Con the third with you know, it, the mascot dressed <laughs> up like Lupin. Uh, who are the guests? Uh, Micah Solisod... I'm blanking because we didn't Robert see Axelrod. Robert, Robert Axelrod. And then I think they had some cosplay guests. They didn't have. Yes. Whose name I am completely blanking on. No. Man, yeah. I, I tell you, it's been like weeks since I've seen, Mike, seen Micah. How's he doing? He's, uh, he's, he was he's still well. good. Did he they grow his mustache? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. He did remember us, though, which was nice. And he actually. Considering he just saw you like two fucking weeks ago, I uh, hope so. The Geek Out panel was was a lot of okay. Where are you now on this series? But I would talk about that in a, yes. in, a, in, a, in a bit. Okay, so tell me about Station Con. Um, what makes we, it special? How well, how is it different? Actually, on it for me, what made it special was just seeing a ton of people that I only see at conventions because I did not realize how many of the Station Con um, directors, organizers, whatever, are people that. I have met sometimes only in passing, but a lot of times actually like talked to um, people whose names I will not remember. Oh, okay, Drew, but they were all drunk at the time, so Drew, they probably don't remember me like, either. Drew, we've met before. Um, oh crap! There was that one guy who I remember him from being the drunkest guy at MTAC. Um, wow, Chad. Oh, crap! Another dude. I don't know, all the notes I had were like what we did, not yeah. like who we there, At least four or five of the directors are people that we have seen extensively, because um, Station Con is one of those that, re- I didn't, I never really thought about it, I guess, but man, they really put themselves out there. They go to a lot of conventions yes. um, to promote Station Con, which is pretty interesting. Um, so there, there are a lot of people that, that we had seen. Well, I guess if you, you know, you're one of like, a dozen conventions in Atlanta. You gotta yeah. do something to. But I think they're one of the few that do like the summer season. Yeah, so. right. It's kind um, of niche, and it, it it is a primarily an anime con. Like, yeah, Momocon was very much like a lot of the panels I went to were more. I don't want to just say multi fandom, but we went to like the uh, the creating a web series and yeah. and things like that. And so, I don't know. Like, this one's a little more focused. And I don't know if that's a result of um, actual, if that is their intent, or if it's just because of the size. Because they only had, like, what, four, five, six rooms that had programming? Other yeah. than, like, the dealer's room, the artist's yeah. alley. Um, 
that was the the impression I got that they weren't trying to spread themselves out too thin because no. this is just the third year of it, which you know is a great way to to organize a convention that kind of avoids a lot of pitfalls and a lot of conventions we've been to try to do too many things. Um. So I I don't know I I felt like I I ended up like just following you around because I. I actually have noticed that I enjoy multi fandom type stuff more than anime because I don't watch you're as brony. much as these. No, I don't. I'm not, and I don't want to be ever. Bronies scare me. I will go on the record as as saying that. But not going to defend it, but you are a furry. Not going to argue it. No, also you're not okay. a furry. Furries scare me. Not quite as much as bronies. There's a lot of brony furry crossover because that way they can still call people ponies and you know. I have to, cha- I have to change their lexicon. That, World ends. That is a sub sub subculture that uh, we should probably avoid at all costs. Yes. Um, Fur- furry pu- furry bronycon. Because I'm not saying that 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 all bronies are bad people. I'm not saying that all furries are bad people. But I have a, I have a distinct feeling that the bronies who become furries or the furries who become bronies probably are the worst of their respective groups. It's the question of of which group has a higher that guy incident. And, and and to be fair, that guy the, the that guy rate is always very low. I'm sure it's like sub ten percent. Yeah. But But they are the ones we remember. They yes. are a vocal minority. But the higher you know the higher levels of uh of, of that guy are noticeable. But anyway. I don't know. I I'm, um, I'm making horrible Yes, you are. But anyway, station comp judgments um, that I have no basis for. Had a pretty good dealer's room actually. Yes. I mean, it was small, but there was a decent range of uh, of stuff that you could buy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just all one thing. I mean, there, was, there were some people... There was a f- some DVDs, some manga, some figures. Um, yeah, it wasn't the type of thing that you would go to if you were looking for a particular series. Like, after... It was the first time I went to Basil's uh, Manga You Should Buy Right Now panel... And all the things I'd written down to buy, like, they didn't have because it was, it was yeah. more like general audience stuff. Because people don't buy manga anymore. That that's, may be true. That's that's why we don't have uh, porters. And I'm, I'm I'm comparing this to something like Imtac or Awa that has like, you know, which is probably unfair, but yes. Um, and their artist alley was had. Uh, uh, I don't. I can't remember how many people were in it because we only I only threw it once or twice. Yeah, I only did two. Uh, I, I don't tend to buy a lot of. Artist Alley, so... I don't either. Uh, unless it's a really big Artist Alley. Like yes. AWAs or something, where there's a lot of stuff to look at. But, um... So what did we do? When did we, when did we get there? We got there okay, like, we got there Friday night. Yeah. Because we, we left about... You know, we left in the afternoon, so we didn't experience all of Friday. And no, there was a few... There were a few things on Friday that we probably would have liked to have hit that we just couldn't. Yeah. So Friday night ended up being pretty much all video clip panels... Of yes. one kind or another. Like, we went to AMV Fun. Um, we were, you know... We, How's that different from AMV Hell? AMV, it's it, totally different. It, it's just straight AMVs, um, but they tend to be more upbeat. It's not 18+. plus. It's not Evanescent. Not every other song is either Evanescence or Linkin Park. Or Disturbed. Or Disturbed. So it's not... I want to take some. I want to take all the most dramatic bits out of a show, and now set it to something that makes me want to cut myself, and uh, thus making it even more dramatic. You make fun of that, but at least like by limiting their selection to a certain number of bands, they have avoided ruining 
many other bands' music for us. Wow. Wow, that is that is a silver lining, but uh, that's a stretch of a silver lining right yes. there. Anyway. Um, and then we call it part of the AMV competition, though I don't actually recall it. I just made a note on it. Yes. Um, I think we came in, like, in the middle of it, so yeah, it was crowd voting. I've, oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Never, that was actually kind of neat. I've never made a point of going to the AMV panels, just because there's always other stuff to do, and when they, yeah. they schedule them, tends to... Conflict with other yeah. things I go to, but uh, at the time we went in, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, it was most, it was like halfway over at that point. I think I went to the AMV Hell Minis. Those were awesome. I, yes. I had no idea those even existed. Like I knew about. I think I've, I've, I'm mostly seen the numbered ones, but I've never seen the AMV Hell Minis. And I don't know if they're made by the same people or not, but they were pretty hilarious. Yes, uh, I would like to look those up again, actually. And then we hit um, English Jamboree was the last thing we did on Friday, which was we stayed in for AMV Hell Zero briefly because we were like, yeah, this this is what we're well, no, no 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 don't put we into it. You're the one. You, I'm the one. There's something else going on that I that I was interested in, and you're like, well, let's do the AMV Hell thing. Like, okay. No, we didn't have to. That was, so it was your idea. So anything okay. that happened as a result was your fault. I'm like, because I've <laughs> now tell your story. Hell. Now that we have context, I've AMV Hell. And I, you know, I, I think uh, the disclaimer at the beginning said every every animated character in this is eighteen years or older. If you think they are not, if you think you saw something illegal, then you did not see what you think you saw. And the first video was like, I didn't even know they made anime this hardcore, but apparently they did. And I was like, done. It's not anime anymore. It's hentai, just like it's not a movie. It's a porno. No, it was a. It was a, a show that obviously had, like, the cutesy, you know, married couple, and then also the other part. And I don't understand how, like, the two parts of the series connected together. Wow, you paid a lot more attention to that than I thought you had. <laughs> well, he was watching. So, English Jamboree. English Jamboree. <laughs> no, it was just like, I didn't so, expect English it. English Jamboree. <laughs> Never go to AMB Halloween. English Jamboree. Was awesome. Was awesome, yes. He actually, uh, Basil actually sort of combined it with uh, the pain, pain train. train. Yes. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of different stuff, <laughs> um, including a couple hard gaze scenes. And... They didn't have as many as no, the Hamathon. No. Well, the Hamathon was just the pain train, though, right? Yeah. In... Yes. Yeah, so he still had to have the, the English stuff yes, in it. Yes, which, oh, I... And, but he did throw in a couple things, like a couple episodes of Jizz... <laughs> and there was something behind me that was just hilarious. Because every time, I don't remember now. I don't. They, were, they, were, they, they don't dispersed them. They don't have a structure. No, they don't no. have a structure. <laughs> but, was, but you'll remember them. I think there was a guy behind me that had never seen him before. So every time there was a problem with the video or something, he'd go, "I kill you." <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, so we were thoroughly entertained. And then they had the um, he had the uh, aerobics to English phrases. Questionable, like the themes of these shows were like someone getting attacked, someone arguing with someone else, someone insulting someone else. It seemed like yeah, there was the something take all my money, yes. <laughs> take anything you want. And, they're, and these was it three Japanese women are doing aerobics while saying these phrases, <laughs> and then they switch to to groups of people on the street doing the same thing. Oh, that's amazing! It's like I just. I didn't understand it's, it. No, it's someone who it was. It was obviously written by someone who owns a, a book on English, but has not gotten has not studied it long enough to get the intricacies. 
of maybe you shouldn't be doing aerobics to no, a mugging the, scene. And there's no context. Like, Wasn't there one about diarrhea too? Yes, yes, there was. <laughs> I I completely forgot about that one. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. that was the one where they had like the commercial, or it looked like a commercial setting up for some sort of diarrhea thing. And I was like, man, they ought to do, and I said out loud, man, they ought to do an aerobic scene to that. And the next thing was the aerobic scene set to that. Oh, yes. This yes. is. Oh, hey, shitty panties. <laughs> I don't know oh. if that was what was. <laughs> but I it was, man, I. Basil knows how to put together a clip show. That's, that's, that's yes. all I can say about yes, that, he does. I guess. Um, and then let's see so that was pretty much Friday Saturday we got to catch up with some of the people from MTAC they were not there Friday they came in Saturday which I I when we got there on Friday I was like man I don't see because several cons had set up AWA had a table which is very odd for AWA Mm -hmm. Um, well they were tweeting about it were they all day so tweets that's also strange um Oh shoot! I can't remember what other cons were set stuff. up. But but Saturday, um, Lauren, Nico, and Jonathan, right, yes. uh, were actually set up for Impact GMX, and so we got to talk to them, which is always good. So again, this convention ended up being a lot for me about seeing people that I knew from other things and being able to actually say hi. Yes, because uh, you don't get a chance to generally some of these people you don't get a chance to really talk to at their own conventions because they're busy. Um. And then we went to the, uh, we caught most, I think, of the voice acting with Michael Solyasad. Which was which, great. Yeah, I don't know if we just missed the early part where the horrible questions get asked. Because I know he came in late, like 15 or 20 minutes late. Or the people there, because it was weird. There were always, I don't know how many, I would love to know how many attendees they had. And this is true throughout the entire convention, is there were always a decent crowd, like in the lobby of the hotel, or in the halls. But never in the panels. Depending like on what panels, no, maybe not the panels we went to. Some of the panels, I think there were. Maybe I'm not so certain. I mean, there were decent crowds for some of them, but it was one of those things where there were always way more people out in the hallways than you. Than I mean, you got the impression that either they're all just taking turns going to panels, so they're not all in the same panels, or there's just a lot of people that only came to hang out in the lobby. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, because, like, we didn't go to any of the, like, Talia panels, or the things with very strong fandoms who will... But anyway, uh, the voice acting with Michael Solisad was very, uh, very fun, which we actually, when we, shortly after we came in, I think, because this had come up, uh, he had been talking at the beginning that there was a Soul Eater fan panel going in, going on right next door, so Michael said, how about we go crash the Soul Eater panel? So he led the, his entire panel out and over there to go mess with the Soul Eater panel for a few minutes. Um, and apparently, they were mostly focused on the manga, so there was a disconnect there. I don't know. Never watched Soul Eater. That, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yes, but it, it and it was a good panel. But like I said, by the time we got in there, if, if any of the questions we hate had been asked, they'd been asked early. Because I don't think there were any just sort of groaner questions. For me, asked at all. Here, let me Google that for you. Uh, yeah, my, I my favorite, my absolute favorite, are the jackasses who show up at these panels and ask, "What have you been in? <laughs> Why the fuck are you even here? Why are you wasting my goddamn time?" That that is actually a very valid point, though. In that, if you're going to show up to a to a voice uh, to a panel with a guest. Why, if you don't know what they were in, why did you show up? 
And if, time? And, and if you did, I mean, you had to have had a reason. Maybe it was just filling time, but you had to have a reason. Or, or somebody else was in there. Maybe. I mean, how do you, I just, I don't know, like, how, so, A, but, how do you not know, and B, how do you not have a program which outlines what they have been in? C, where do you get to the point where you say, you know, I don't know any of the things that this person has been in. I'm just going to ask. Here in the middle of this panel. The only time I've ever been even tempted to do that, and it was not at a panel, it was at a signing. Or just when they were set up at a table at a dealer's room. And that's because the per, they, they were, they seemed, they looked complete, looked and sounded super familiar, but I could not place it, and it wasn't in their bio. And that was Lucky Yates. That was the only time I, w- I was very tempted. I didn't, but I was very tempted to ask, okay, what all have you been in live action because you look really and, and And then we just Googled it, and we yeah. found out. But so, that's, that's kind of the thing, is, you know. Well, I... Now, okay. here's... I remember this vividly, and I will never, ever forget this. Was uh, the year that Steve Bloom came to MTech. Someone actually did ask him what he was in. Um, the answer is everything. That's He's in thing. the Guinness Book of World Records for most voices in video games. That's what he's been in, motherfucker. Yes. Everything. But you know what's funny? If if you look at, at the questions asked at this voice acting panel at the ones at Hamacon, it seems like fewer questions get asked because fewer of those questions get asked. I don't know if that's just those cons. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're listening to me. People which are. I hope it's the case. People are running out. But. Because in all of those, there's kind of been that moment where, like, okay, we have to kind of fill time in the panel, whereas the con- the panels that are not about voice acting specifically, you know, you, you know voice what? actors you, can do more. You know why I never ask questions at panels? Because most of the time I've already asked some questions in an actual interview. Yes. And I don't want to be they, that guy that's, like, I, I had this problem at Hamicon because, you know, it would get quiet. I'm like, I refuse to ask a question. I just refuse to do it because I've interviewed everyone at this fucking gone. Plus, if you had a really good question, you could save it up for an interview. So, yeah. yes, you don't want to waste it. Out burn it I- I'm going to let the audience handle this. But um, <laughs> we're going to oh. make your con experience less less than it could be. Like, we could provide some good content for this, but we want you to come watch, listen to our podcast. Yep. But uh, the other interesting thing, and maybe I don't know if this is because <laughs> of the size of the convention or the tone of the convention or just the guests they had. But more than I have, than I generally see at other conventions, the guests after their panel were willing to say, you know, if, if somebody wants something signed, just come up and yeah. Uh, I, I've I've been to far more where it's like, okay, they'll be signing at this and this such and such time. We need to get them to their next thing, or uh, they didn't seem like they were in a hurry on, on such a strict schedule. Yeah, yeah, no one seemed to be in a. In a that may have been the guests they had though. True. There's also a mention of, um, and I forgot to look it up, which was Matsuri Khan. Yes. Because Micah was, like, totally geeking out on that one because he was going to get to meet Scott McNeil, and he's a huge fan of Scott McNeil. He actually, and I, I don't remember if this was at his, the voice acting one or at, um, maybe at the geeking out panel, where, because he had said, you know, is it okay for for a voice actor to totally geek out over another voice actor? Like, can, I, can I take stuff. all my Beast Wars stuff to him and get him to sign it? <laughs> and I'd suggested that uh, that what he needed to do was go to Scott McNeil's voice acting panel and ask questions like, uh, "Remember that episode of uh, Beast Wars where you said this? Can you say that line?" <laughs> and then he started acting that out. 
which was hilarious. Um, but then we went to Con Horror Stories, which is a yeah. scary panel. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. I wish I had written down some of the stories to mention. Well, the my favorite, the one that, that I, I think it was my favorite because it was the one that I most remember, was the one about uh, when the one panel, the one in the middle, went to Dragon Con, and he stayed at the hotel that was across this bridge, and he didn't realize the part of town that it was in. Yes. And he's heading, he's walking back to his hotel from Dragon Con, and he sees there's this homeless guy, and he says, you know, I don't usually give money to homeless guys. Um, I'll give them food. If they want food, I'll give them food, but I don't give them money because I don't know what they'll do. It. That's, just, that's just my policy. And he met, and he, this guy came up to him and said, you know, I don't have a family. I don't have kids. don't have a wife. I got nothing, um, but I would really like a beer. Can I have $5? And the guy's like, you know what? And, and, the, and he says, you know what? You were honest. You didn't try to give me some BS story. Fine. And, and, it's, and gives him the five bucks. And the guy's like, man, I'm going to tell my friends about you. And he's like, I'll give you another $2 if you don't tell anybody about me. <laughs> he's like, okay. And then he they, they part ways, and he's about to walk across the bridge. And the, and the homeless guy goes, you're not going that way, are you? He's like, well, well yeah. Why, why not? Um, and he says, well, um, you get shot. And he says, okay, don't, he said, when you, when you, when you cross the bridge, he said, he said two things. It was, don't look up and don't do something else. <laughs> and, and, make, and, and you might, and you might make it. And the guys, and, and he's like, here, here's like another 10 bucks. Thanks for that. <laughs> There's another story about, there are a couple of stories I think about people just uh, like uh, going with someone else, like taking part of someone's hotel room floor. Yeah, that was packing themselves in. One of the overall lessons was: do not stay in a hotel room with people you do not know. I don't. It, again, this is one of those things. I'm so naive that it disturbs me to think that people get themselves into these situations. That, no, there's always yeah, this, this like, happens all the time. Like yeah. if, if you go on uh, convention forums or or oh, yes. on Twitter, it's like, oh hey, if you're a random person going to this con, you need a room. You know, we've got this many people. We've got one slot left. Here's the group rate. Just come on down. Let me know. I, I've seen it, but I kind of want to go. Like I know because like these are your otaku or nerd brethren that you feel like it's going to no. work out. No, it's not. No, if 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 you invited me into your room, I would probably insult you to your face and yell at you and eat your food and poop on your floor. Yeah, who wouldn't? And, and sure, there are probably a number of those that are go fine that there's no problems. But there's just enough horror stories. You're like. Just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Although there was one story where they subverted the trope and, like, he he was staying in someone else's hotel room and they were the ones who were, like, completely drunk, I think, when he came back at one point. But there were no, And I got to tell two of my stories. Yes. And I actually got a prize as a result. They gave it, like, three or four prizes. You were angry, man. You have, you have some rage bottled up. And I'm... Yeah. I'm it is my fault. I was embellishing slightly. You did not get me killed. <laughs> Um, what did you win for? Uh, I've almost people on a bridge. No the the death march, the baton death march that uh, that Dylan took me on through downtown Atlanta in the middle of the night twice. Um, now you you failed to mention that the uh, the people we were going to DragonCon with to meet had walked down there obviously earlier in the day. 
Obviously, that, I didn't. That think. does make a huge difference. Just FYI, time is just—it's—it's it's a man-made invention. Surely, yeah, but night is, is not. Nighttime, <laughs> dark, is not. darkness, and cover is not. That's a real thing. <laughs> and the other one was uh, MTAC 06, I think. It had to have been 06 or 07. And I won't tell the story. That story. But that's Jennifer's fault. Um, oh so, yeah, I know. So, I know so that story. That was 07. So basically, two stories: one that nearly end, ended in my death, and one that nearly ended in me killing two other people. So, I, and I got a prize for it, which was nice. <laughs> yes. It's nice that my pain was worth something to someone. What did you get for for your pain? It was a little uh, clay Game Boy strung to a necklace. Yeah, I so, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I know precisely. So it was nice um, because I I took a different tact on that on that whole thing than you did. <laughs> mine mine was to be a dick. Just ignored him. Mine mine was to be a complete dick. But anyway, sometimes I would be really nice, and then sometimes I would ignore him. I barely even remember it. Yes, there's a good reason. Anyway, um, then we we don't talk about we went to the sci-fi anime on Earth. Yes, which, which ended is- up, it was different than what I thought. Because, I mean, I, I, the description was exactly what I thought, which was anime that takes place in the not-too-distant future on yeah. Earth. Um, As opposed to space. Yeah. But what he was showing was a lot more, like, old-school stuff. Which was yeah. interesting. It's done, a lot of stuff that I was not familiar with, so that was cool. Um, stuff like Akira that takes place in the far-flung future of 1999. <laughs> he didn't mention... Or, or when we got in there, I don't think he Oh, yeah, we did come in a little bit late. Right. So... Uh, let's see, I think Bubblegum Crisis was mentioned. Yes. Uh, the good, the good one or Tokyo 2040? No, the the, the original. Okay. You, the this, when we say old school, we yeah. mean old school. There were some I just didn't recognize at all. Yeah, there were only maybe three titles that I'd even heard. None of it I'd seen. They did, uh, he did Silent Mobius, the movie. Some yeah. of that. Um, and then... Right after it was the manga you need to buy right now, which yes. was another of Basil's. And I actually have some manga on order from Amazon because of that panel. I'm going to attempt to get into manga because... I don't know how... Don't, don't let me down, Basil. I, I don't know how Basil manages to be interested in so many things. He I must have more than 24 that. hours. He must be on some sort of weird... Uh, Clock of a different planet that gives him more he's, time. He's taking those pills from American Dead where he doesn't have to sleep, so he just stays up all day. I could probably believe it. I am not certain at all that he does sleep. I suspect he's just very, very particular about what he gets into, which would be evidenced by the fact that he is very, very opinionated. Like, he either loves stuff or... Actually, I don't know that I've heard pro- him hate on too much, but... That's probably why he has podcasts. Yes. I'm, I'm just guessing. Yes, throwing that, throwing that out there. If you have opinions and an ego, you, you two can have a podcast. If, if you love the sound of your own voice. There are, in fact, only three things you need. Opinions, an ego, and a microphone. And that is pretty much all you need. Yep. That, that can also make you um, a uh, political pundit. What else can that make you? Um, a total colossal douchebag. Um, Those last two may be the same thing. Chad yes. Kroger. Yes. I think you need uh, a guitar for that, and drums. And, Chad Kroger no. needs his own podcast. What else do they have? Do they have keys in there? Are they that? I, I, buried? I, I doubt. I doubt. It's like four pieces. But, um, but actually, the moment you need to buy right now was, was, actually, was a good panel. Um, I did not. I only went in because it was 
Basil was doing and had nothing else going on. Uh, so what manga do I need to buy right now? Or um, some titles? Let's see, the ones I picked up... Let, let me fire up my uh, Evernotes, because I actually uh, added them to my... Woo, Evernote. Anime manga list. That thing I have and never use. Um, That's why you used Evernote instead of, like, Amazon. <laughs> well, because... Because I didn't want to look them up on the wish list, because I don't know, like... Especially the, the anime panels. Or the, the anime from panels like that. I may want to look up on Netflix or Crunchyroll or something. Um, but the ones... Blackjack and Drifters looked interesting, although those were older. Yeah. Blackjack was the... Uh, Blackjack did sound very interesting. Basically house, except, you know... Crazy as A criminal. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Drifters was sort of a... If I remember correctly, it was sort of a fantasy sort of a thing. Um, Onwards Towards Our Noble Deaths, which was a story about Japanese soldiers in World War II. That was partly autobiographical. autobiographical. I think he said 90% is what the guys said. Yeah. Um, I think... He said he let, he what was it he he didn't make it as bad as it really was yes yes um, which sounds interesting because that's like my dad has described uh, watching Full Metal Jacket as like yeah that's the language they used except they toned it down um, Solonen which was kind of this coming of age story which is another one I've I've picked up and I, I cannot remember exactly what what the twist there was, like, what attracted me to it. It was definitely, like, a coming of age and kind of um, dealing with the reality of the world, I think was the, the, the theme there. Um, and the Drops of God, which is... That was interesting. It sounds like Death Note with wine. And I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, there's this guy who, you know, his dad is this you know, foremost wine connoisseur. Critic. And, yeah, critic. He decides he's not, you know, he doesn't like wine, so he goes off and he's like, he works for like a beer company or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like a beer sales rep or something. Okay. The ultimate screw dad, I'm going with beer. Yes. It gets better. His dad passes away, and in order to inherit, I think in order to claim his inheritance or something, yeah. he has to... Search out and identify and describe 13 of the top wines. Oh, like his dad's favorite wines. Yeah, 13 of his dad's favorite wines. I think he's competing against someone else. Yes, because like he finds protege, out that his, his that dad's protege. Well, no, I thought it was almost like an adopted son kind of thing. A, a wine be. critic who basically became what he was supposed to be. That, that, he, didn't know, that he didn't know that his dad had, had was... Uh, had done that. And not only that, like, apparently any time a wine gets Thanks, mentioned Dad. in the manga, its price goes up. Supposedly. That was... That was yeah, that's thing. how influential in wine circles that manga is in Japan. I'm rolling the dice on that one, because, like, it could be terrible and over the top, or it could be awesome and and subtle. Then you and Devin will go through the entire list of wines in the manga. I'm keeping that away from her. <laughs> Oddly enough, not keeping the alcohol away from her, which probably would have been the smartest. She's going to find the wine anyway. <laughs> it's just the encouragement. It's like, it's like how water finds a way. It it, it will uh, it, it will create its, its own, own path level, if necessary. Yes. It can wear down the rocks. Uh, 
Tim will find the alcohol. Oh, gosh. So anyway, that was the... Uh, uh, I also went to cosplay health and wellness after that, which was pretty much just like how to eat right, how to lose weight. Cosplay, wealth, and health. I, I really kind of wish they'd just stop naming it that. Or a lot of times they'll do the same thing, but it's going to be in like plus size cosplay. I really, to me, I don't know, to me, I, I almost find that insulting. It, well, okay, it wasn't bad because they start they started mentioning things like um, it, it should could have been like con health and wellness, like hey, you know. See, that's what I'm thinking. Is don't they, they make it so narrow that it, that to me it almost becomes insulting unless it's done with very great care. It'd just be easier to call it like con wellness. It's not it really insulting, is. but okay, okay. Here, here's kind of the way it works though. Um, they did discuss, like, they started towards the end getting into, like, what snacks to bring, you know, suggestions like, make some soup, freeze it, bring a crock pot, leave it in your hotel room. You know, stuff like that to, to make your con experience better. And also, how to get into exercise, you know, not just for yourself, not just for your cosplay. You know, that, that reminds um, me of an excellent story. Um, go for it. I saw this on Facebook that, and I don't know that it was necessarily the same people that did this particular panel, because I'm sure that there are a lot of similar panels at, at other conventions, but I remember, it's probably been a year or so, uh, Amanda Winley, uh, old school voice actress, uh, recently started getting back in, into doing some work with like the Persona anime that's coming out in the, in the fighting game. She is in Persona 4 too, but, um, she had been invited to an invention, uh, a convention, invention, Jesus, um, a convention, I don't remember where it was, but they had one of those, you know, like, plus-size cosplay... This wasn't uh, plus-size cosplay. Uh, well, it, it they, was It was one of those where they had framed it as... Something other than what it was. Yeah, as if, if you're fat and want to cosplay, um, here's how to lose weight. And she actually went in there... And then just said, you know, here's here's a tip. Just be happy with your own uh, body, and uh, you know, don't give a fuck what other people say. Awesome. They, they she tried... she apparently got in trouble for that. So well, here, here's the thing. One, they they focused more on that because that was early on in their slide deck, and I don't think they had time for the remaining, you know, some of the remaining tips. But they no, because did... they 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 tried to play all the Egyptian god cards later in that deck. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. No, don't worry about it. But they, um, they, they had a very good point. <laughs> like, don't do it for other people. Don't do it for your cosplay. Do it for yourself. Do it for the children. You'll feel better. <laughs> do it for America. You know, do it for nine eleven. And you had, you know, and essentially, the the three people who were running it were people who had all either started or just finished, like kind of this, you know, getting in shape, weight yeah. loss sort of program. So. Naturally, when you do stuff like, when you embark on something like that, you it's easy to talk about it. And in, in some cases, like you're saying about the plus-size cosplay, it is, it is easy to be a jerk about it if you don't do it the right way. Yes. It is easy to be insulting it's, it's, without meaning to. It's al- yeah, as I was say, it's almost impossible not to be a jerk about it because... Um, it's very difficult for it to not become, uh, I lost weight and now allow me to lord it over you. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's, it's very it's, difficult. It's, it's intended to be, let me help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's different for different people, so but it anyway, become. At least they had the good sense to call it 
the yeah. cosplay wellness rather than plus size cosplay. That that is a that is a. That is I a think there was another plus size cosplay panel. I don't know if it was by the same people. Yeah. Plus size cosplay should be, in my opinion, about creating. Yes. I, I think I think maybe for... Jen went to one of those and said, "Yeah, that's not what it was. It was." And I think she went to probably one put on. I think it may have been at AWA because I, I think, think it's so. probably the same. It's, it, it may not be the same time that I went to one, but I think it probably wasn't the same convention as one that I'd gone to, where it was the exact same thing. They spent most of their time talking about diet and exercise, as opposed to actually, actually how if you are plus size, how to cosplay. Yeah. It is more when it becomes more about how not to be plus size. It ceases to be plus size yeah. cosplay. Which I mean, um, I, I thought what they did. So was... Anyway, they, 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 their their title was better though. I think they could broaden it to just con health and wellness. I mean, it, and I think it would maybe you'd get a better, you'd probably get a bigger. How about, how about they just change the name, put down the fork fatty? <laughs> at least that way, when you go, you know. You know, it wasn't so much. Yeah, that would be that would be a much better title. I would actually respond better to that title because I would at least know exactly what yeah, I was getting myself you're being into. Absolutely upfront about it. you don't go in there. It's like. Okay, this is a broad title. Oh, you're gonna tell me I lose weight? Oh, fuck you! I got suckered into this. Yep. It's a broad title. Uh, uh, anyway, like wide. Uh, oh. Anyway, um, no, I, I think um, <laughs> I think it would actually um, doing it that way. You would have some humor, and the people who are gonna go to that are not gonna take it too seriously because you've already primed them. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Anyway, go. Uh, then we went to the Tanami fan panel. Which, yeah, the beginning is, of which was... my two least favorite words. Well, no, actually, it ended up being okay. Fan and panel. The okay, pre- I was about to say, Toonami? Yeah. Really? The, Tell us what you think about Toonami the, the pre-panel was the worst <laughs> part. Kill you. Because right before they got started... And this is the problem. There is always going to be a that guy at a convention. Not necessarily every panel, but at every convention there's a that guy. The problem with a small convention is you are much more exposed to that guy. Even if there's only the one... Um, you are likely to be in a lot of panels with him, her. Because there's not as much to do. Yes. And as a result, I was in at least 50% of my panels with the same that guy. And I didn't strangle her. And that is a that is a win for me, personally. <laughs> but a loss for humanity. Anyway. Um, tell me if I, Oh, but the beginning of it, I don't know. I don't even remember the conversation because I block it out as soon as I realize that someone is talking... At uh, in at outside voice levels in a pan, in a in a convention, I know. Oh, that's a that guy. I'm going to stop listening uh, unless they're yelling something. If it's if it's just outside voice talking, I tune out. If it's fire or help, if it's screaming, I will pay attention. Rape. Yes, but there's a, there's a there's a font, there's a range in between inside voice and scream for help. Where oh, that's a cry for help, and I'm not going to listen to that. Um. But there were there there was one that guy at the very front row on the left side of the room, and she said something very loud, and then someone answered her on the right side, and I realized, oh, there are two that guys in this panel, and they're dueling. This is not going to end well because both of them will live, um, and they did, and I was sad. But the fan panel was actually very good because it basically just went through the history of tsunami. Yes, um, it was packed. Too. Yeah, that was, that was actually had a pretty good turnout. But it was a, um, it, they showed a lot of the the old uh, cut scenes, um, uh, stuff like promos and stuff for a lot, lot of the shows. A lot of stuff that's probably that they probably got off of Toonami Arsenal, maybe. And but it was yeah. but it was cool because 
there was a lot of stuff that I forgot was on Toonami or never knew was on Toonami. Because um, I apparently did not watch Toonami during its full run, which I, I was vaguely aware that I hadn't, but I didn't realize I'd missed that much. Really, they changed up the lineup a lot. Was the yeah, impression yeah. I got from yeah, it changed quite. And a bit. I didn't watch. I haven't watched much Toonami at all. So, so that I mean, it was actually it was, it was actually in that sense a really really interesting um, panel. I think that uh, what we're going to start doing, uh, I'm going to go ahead and be upfront with it, is that uh, when we start doing panels from now on at, at conventions, uh, we're just going to randomly throw out uh, phrases like One Piece and Toonami into uh, into our panels. So just subliminally, get, uh, just to get people to, to show up. Just be like, Chainsaw Buffet, the one, yeah, Chainsaw Buffet presents uh, Podcasting 101, the One Piece panel. <laughs> I... Or Toonami fan panel. <laughs> That's awesome. People yes, will be the, very upset with us, but they already are, so not much changes. I think they just be more upset with us in person rather than on the internet. You raise What'll well, be great is that the next year they'll remember our names, but they don't remember what for. <laughs> you raise like the that. potential of having a that guy if you do that. That's fine. Oh, I'm, that's true. If I'm running the panel, I'm perfectly okay with having I a felt, that guy. I felt really okay. bad for Basil during the monkey you need about now, because the same that guy that was the pre-Tunami uh, lady... She was sitting right in front of Basil. Like, front row, directly across from him. He could not avoid her. But he handled it very well. But I was like, as soon as she sat down, I was like, Oh, oh, Basil. I, God bless you, sir. But you are about to be put through hell. Um, but no, and then the coolest part, the, the guy that ran it, I believe it was Chad. Um, no, he not with the dogs. No, not our Chad, the dogless Chad. Um, <laughs> he may have dogs, they just don't he, run his life. Yeah. Um, oh my god. But he had actually tried to get one of the guys that's in charge of Toonami. The dogs rode Ironheart, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they just had that, final edit. That is too far. That is too far. Is there too far? Yes. Um, We're horrible people. But he actually tried to get one of the guys that runs... Uh, that he either ran Toonami back in the day and now did something else for Cartoon Network... Or is partly yeah. in charge of their Toonami now. He's, he's in charge of finding shows where people throw up on camera. Yeah. You'd be and surprised. Just go go through uh, the lineup of live-action uh, Adult Swim shows and find me one where somebody doesn't throw up on camera. No, I think that's a requirement. Um, but he tried to get him to be at StationCon, but unfortunately the guy, because uh, he is based out of Atlanta, but the guy was actually uh, on the West Coast for something or another that week, so yeah. he, he couldn't be there. But what we ended up doing, he had this idea for doing a video message to him. So got everybody in the panel to come up on stage, and they recorded this. They got one of their uh, one of the people that were doing the professional, like the videotaping of the the panels, to come in, and they did like a uh, from everybody at Station Con. Thanks, was it thanks? Uh, thank you, Adult Swim, for bringing back Toonami. Yeah. Um, and I think he said they might do that at other. Conventions that they do that panel at, but that was I mean, otherwise, other than the the pre-show, that was a pretty good uh, panel. Yes. Let's see. Then we went. We were going to go to something else. I can't remember what, but then we ended up going to the station uh, eating station con eating contest. Yes, because, because I think we found out that that Jonathan from MTAC was going to be involved in it. It was actually a. There were five people, and they were all representing a different uh, con. So you had yeah, that was pretty cool. From Impact GMX, yep. uh, AWA, AWA, Momocon, Momocon. Session Con, 
Japan Fest. Yes. I think it was that. I think it was... I thought there was a sixth person. Was there only five? I'm trying to remember. I think I think it was just five. But, um... I may be wrong. And then the... Apparently last year's eating contest, which, uh... John from Intact had won, was... Was it chocolate sauce-covered chicken nuggets? Yes. This one was was bowls of equal parts Skittles, M&M's, and wasabi peas with a whole chili in each bowl. Yes. And I don't... It's just hard to watch people eat. And they did. I only think two people even finished the first bowl. Yes. I think it was John and the dude from... Was it Momocon? I think all... It's either Momocon or Sashicon, I think. It's one of the Atlanta conventions. I don't even remember. Anyway. Yes. Oh, and then the MC was Jess from Momocon. That that, that one was hard to watch, though, because of people eating the the whole chilies. Yes, and and John was not able to... uh, Apparently really hard to chew. Yeah. He was not able to pull it through and win for a second year in a row, so I told him that he would not be allowed back across the border into Tennessee. (laughs) Or, variously, we'd let him in, but I was going to have the Border Patrol beat the shit out of him. Before they let him back in for losing. Wow. Um, After he ate all that horrible stuff. Yes. Yeah. You 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 win or you don't come home. Those are the rules. Or you don't play. No, I prefer don't come home. Um, but that was actually over pretty quickly because they'd scheduled it for... It was a ten... Uh, like an eight-minute contest. Yeah. And then like... with the setup and the, and the filing out, I think it took maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, then we caught, like, part of How to Shoot Cosplay Photography, which was the same people that we caught part yes. of the panel at MTAC. I, I would actually like to catch a full panel with them, because they're willing to get into a lot of the technical stuff. I think stuff. we were doing something else. I think we were there to watch... We went to the video room for a while, because I think that was when we watched Brave No, it, this was before no. Brave Town. Okay, this was before Brave Town. All right. Um, but it was Dim Horizon Studios. Yes. And I, I really... They do a really good job at their panels. I would really like to catch a whole panel to see everything they talk about. Yeah, it was less... T- I, I figured it was going to be technical, and... We may know, have missed like, the technical part, though. We may have missed the technical part. And they were open part. at the end. They were. It was a lot more of, what do you want us to talk about, we'll talk about. Yeah, and how, like, the business end of Yeah, things. there was a like lot of the business schedule stuff, how you deal with uh, people who are wanting to take cosplay photography and other yeah. types of photography, because, you know... Sometimes they don't show up. Sometimes if there's like a, uh, there's risque photos, you know, there are issues with whether they can bring an escort or not, you know, and comfort level. It was, it was interesting. It was. there were stories. Yeah, apparently Dylan didn't realize that people will get naked on camera. Um, I realized it, I just didn't believe it was this common. It happens. But it was, a, it was a good panel. And then we went and saw Brave 10 because we were waiting for something else. And Brave 10, do not watch Brave 10. It is Unless awful. you're w- watching it with a room full of people who spontaneously turn it into a mystery science theater type of thing. Then it's good. Then it, it becomes good. good. But it... It's a, basically a fighting anime um, that desperately wants to perform every trope of fighting anime. I mean, like, it, I mean, it, it is like, no, 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 there is no trope too stupid that we will not do it. <laughs> there was actually, at one point, the people left, we watched like an episode, episode and a half after all the making fun of it left, 
Um, but before they had left, one person says, yeah, I bet the next episode or the episode after that will be the Hot uh, the hot Springs episode. And I'm thinking, and, and I didn't think another thought about it. And they had left, and it was exactly two episodes after that. That was the Hot Springs episode. I was like, damn it, they really are doing everything. I mean, because the guy in front of me was calling out, like, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. And, I mean, they, they hit all of them. And it was immediate, and you immediately knew... What was funny, because the opening lays out, because it says Brave 10, I guess there are 10 heroes in it, but a lot of them will be bad guys at the beginning. So the opening credits pretty much tell you that, yeah, probably the first half dozen villains they find are going to become part of the team. So don't worry about there being any drama, tension, what's going to happen, because A, they're going to survive, and B, they're going to turn good. There, we just spoiled some episodes for you. No, I don't even need to watch it. No, you don't, and you shouldn't. <laughs> it, I mean, it really is. It really is god awful. It is. There's no. I mean, it's. It looks pretty, I guess. I mean, the 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 quality of the visual was okay, but it. No. No. There was there's nothing redeeming about the story whatsoever. What I'm gonna say any any uh any video room that spontaneously turns into that what yeah. it did is a okay with me. Like yeah. I, that. That's points for Station Con right there. And then we were going to go to this one panel, that it, but it looked like the room had locked up, and we went back to the room and then um, just to rest. And luckily Dylan said, well, you want to go check out and see if this other thing is going on? So we went by, and it was uh, Disaster Peace Theater. And it was Chad and a group of other people that I've seen at other conventions mostly, or at least several of them. Um, as we walk by, he actually yells out, Hey, Blue Jean Shorts guy, come on in. Hey, plaid shirt guy, come here. It's like, you guys like Harry Potter? Because like, it, it was not set up like a panel. It was no. just a bunch of people around tables. It was so weird. we were like, what is this? Yeah. And and we're like, no. And he's like, good, because we're about to ruin it. And what Disaster Beast <laughs> Theater was, and damn them to hell for it, was dramatic readings of horrible fanfic. <laughs> oh. And it was. The, they read the, they read, the first thing they did were the first... Five chapters of a like thirty-two chapter fanfic based on Harry Potter, where this probably teenage girl—I'm hoping she was teenager or preteen, because if she was a grown-ass adult, I'm, I'm gonna smack some sense into her. Um, <laughs> he thinks she is a goth, but obviously isn't because she quotes Good Charlotte a little too much. <laughs> if you think you are goth and you like Good Charlotte, I, I hate to break this to you—you you are not goth. I, um, I hate it for you. I really do. But um, it's got enough. She she it's decides emo. she it's decides she decides to know. put herself into the story mm-hmm. as a vampire and a student at Hogwarts who gets involved in a love triangle between Malfoy and Harry. Except Harry goes by the name Vampire now because he's become God, and everybody wears fingernail polish regardless of gender. <laughs> and the way I think the reason I think that uh, she must be teenager or preteen is, and I am quoting here word for word. Then he put his boy thingy in my you-know-what. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see the look on John's face, but it's there. And it says exactly what you're all thinking. And the great thing was, yeah, I, oh halfway God. through this, I did have to ask, is this a joke? <laughs> because it fits so perfectly the standard parody of fan fiction that it, like, it was so Fan fiction is a parody unto itself, sir. I actually think... I actually think I've heard this referred to as the worst fan fiction ever. So I think they just started, like, strong. Cause... But it was... 
And they were it was full of typos, and they read out the ty- They kept the typos and grammar exactly as the author, including as you reading, should. Including reading should author's notes and editor's notes, and there were a lot of author's notes. Oh. Um, she will only post the next chapter if she gets five god revolves. Yes. And quits flamings, you prapes. <laughs> um... <laughs> It was oh, and they and they had like six or seven people, so all everybody, um, all the parts were read by different people. So it was a full-on dramatic <laughs> reading. Oh, and the lady who was doing it the narration super was dramatic, my favorite. But it was still uh... it was very dramatic. And then and Malfoy has a flying Mercedes Benz, and they go to a good Charlotte concert because when you're goth, you go to good Charlotte concerts, <laughs> right? Fun fact: No, you don't. Um, and then they the next one was a crossover fanfic. Between uh, Dragon Ball Z and the Diary of Anne Frank. And I believe this to be more self-aware than... <laughs> Where Goku <laughs> fights Hitler. He falls in love with Anne Frank for one thing. Um, even though he's married. And admits as much in the story. Um, but then he comes back. He kills Hitler, who is who goes Super Saiyan, by the way. Yes. Um, then he marries Anne Frank. It's, it's all in the uh, little Hitler mustache, yeah. too. Well, it does you know, he blonde. becomes blonde-haired and blue-eyed. It does. So there you go. Um, he he defeats he kills Hitler he kills a lot of people despite not wanting to generally despite the fact that Goku doesn't generally kill people he kills a lot of people in this story uh, kills Hitler then marries Anne Frank then they move to Australia and change their names yup <laughs> well, what was um, the other one? There was a the third one was oh it was a Metal Gear Solid, Solid. fanfic about uh. Solid Snake's son, Jake Snake. Yes. <laughs> best, but the best part, because otherwise it was not nearly as bad as the other stories. Except the author obviously had not learned pronouns yet. Yeah. So there was there was only one he in the entire story, because one of the guys went back and looked through it. Everything that involved Jake Snake was, Jake Snake did this. This happened to Jake Snake. Jake Snake See, did this. Run. Yes. There, I, there were no pronouns about Jake Snake. It was awful. They Jake the snake. There. Oh man, I was, I was, I was actually standing through. Most I, of I'm the, going to go back and uh, write my own Metal Gear Solid fanfic where it is uh, Solid Snake's son, Jake the Snake, who goes in the WWE. Yes. Wow. In the that, NFL. <laughs> it was just. There were a couple times I was actually doubled over. I was laughing so hard, but at the same time. <laughs> It was hate laugh because I hated the authors of these stories so much. It was, I, I think, like it was hilarious, especially the the first story for a while, and then you're like, my soul is numb to the fact that there are people this delusional. This delu- delusional, I guess, is a good. Apparently, when you're goth, you also it's... smoke cigarettes and drugs. This was that was another quote from the story. We smoked cigarettes and drugs. This is always a person. That thinks they know what goths do, but does not have the vocabulary yet to explain. Besides being wrong, does not have the vocabulary yet uh, to describe it in any greater detail than he put his boy thingy in my you-know-what. Yep. So that was fun. That was the thing that happened. Then I wanted to die. So I went to bed instead. Yes. Uh, Sunday, we only did two things, I think. We did. We went to the AMV brunch. Which, which was exactly what I thought it would be, which was AMVs and uh, snack items. Again, I think I've, I've seen other panel or other conventions do this. I've just never gone 
The closest I went to was at GMX. I went to the Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. Thing. But by the time I got there, they'd actually run out of cereal. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. But they had like donuts and cookies and, and juice. And Did someone make a Panera run? No. No, that would have been cool. But no. And they actually, and most of the AMVs they showed were, were like a few upbeat ones, but most of them were comedy, just straight comedy ones. So, yes. uh, so that was good, because those are pretty much the only kind of line. Uh, I like the one from uh, Salty Gray, where uh, they dub it to a guy prank calling about building a pipe bomb. <clears throat> I think I may have I think seen there that was, yeah. I don't think there were any like that. I think that was an M-Tech when I first saw it. It was just music. I, w- yeah. I wanted to do an AMV um, to one of those uh, prank calls where Hank Hill calls... Uh, you know, like Microsoft <laughs> Xbox Live support. That would be good. And uh um, <laughs> for a tab and die forty. Oh. And then the last thing we went to was the geeking out with Michael Solisoid, which was just as good as the first one. Yes. Although it had a... because again this is a convention there were never very many people on any panels, it seemed. Um there was much more of a round table feel to it where everybody got involved. It wasn't so much just him talking like it was a Hamicon. Or you and him. Yeah. Um, you need to just tour with Micah. Dude, I, that do, would be awesome. Do the convention circuit with him. Seriously, I mean, I, I have loved, you know, every voice actor we've met, I, I have enjoyed. But, um, if I had to pick one to just hang out with, like, for a long period of time, it would be him. Just because he's the one that strikes me the most that, um, had we lived close to each other, we would have been friends anyway. Right. Like we have stuff to talk about, so it'd be it'd be easy to hang out with him. Uh, but it was it was very good. We got to bring up a lot of the stuff that that we had talked about at Hamicon. But since there had been new episodes, we we're like, okay, what about now? Which was awesome. And we got to bring up, and I did not realize this because when we went to see him at Hamicon with Basil to do the interview, he had had Iron Chef America on in the room, and I thought it was just he had it on to have something on in the background. That's what it had to be on. Turns out he is a big fan of Alton Brown. Like, his mom got him hooked on Good Eats and Iron Chef America, and he's currently partway through watching Feasting on Asphalt. So That's I got a good him, I got him, Yes, it is. So I got him to get, start talking about Alton Brown, and he actually, like, at one point, he was just giving out this recipe that he was trying out. It's like, holy crap, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But that was a lot of fun. And I found out, because um, we were in a Hamcon, I was wearing this shirt that I'd bought at MTAC, and I wish I could remember the name of the... the bunch that does it, because they did some awesome shirts, and I, I'm, you need to go buy from them, because the lady was super nice, too. But I got a, uh, it was like a white blue shirt that had a little sort of almost chibi-ish, chibi-ish uh, Shinsengumi on it, and when we were at, when we were getting stuff signed at Hamicon, he said that he liked the shirt, and the back of it actually had the studio name on it, so I showed him the back of the shirt, and I actually wore it that, the Sunday of the Geeking Out panel, and when he saw it, he's like, Man, I bought that shirt. It's in my bag up in the room. <laughs> it's like, wow. Because you, you, when someone says they like something, you generally think, okay, they like it, but they're not going to actually... That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do anything. Exactly. So the fact that he had actually remembered the studio name, because I don't think he wrote it down or anything, and went and purchased the shirt, like, that's pretty awesome. It's an awesome shirt, though. I wish I just wish I remember where I could tell you to go find it. Um, so it was an awesome panel. And then we pretty well... It, was, it took us like a few minutes to say bye to everybody. Because as we were leaving, we saw, like, everybody we knew on the way out. That's how it goes. But that yes. was good. Because it gets you to say, hey, you know, if we don't... Because um, we, we unfortunately missed Basil's Go to Guy panel, I, which I've never been to. Because it's 
all I think it's always either before scheduled before I get to the convention or after I've left. Every time uh, I want to go to it, it's usually going on during something else that I yeah. do. That's like, okay, Basil, I love you. I've been to every other single thing that you've done. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go do this one thing. So we didn't get a chance to do that, but but we saw him on the way out. We saw Ke- I think him and Kevin both. Uh, we saw yeah. Lauren, and Nico, uh, and then a bunch of the guys from uh, from Station Con, which was cool, and got a chance to thank some of them, which. Um, I do want to thank. Uh, I just God. no Drew. Uh, Drew. Thank you. I don't know why I wanted to call him something else. Um, I to- I just totally blanked. But yeah, I do want to thank Drew for helping us um, set up getting to getting to to come to the convention. So yeah, big respect to him. Yep. And uh, so overall, what did you? That was a good con. It, it, like I said, it seems kind of. It's smaller and more anime-focused, so, um, I don't know, and I, I tend to see myself going more towards, like, multi-fandom conventions anymore, but, the, you know, if that's what you're into, it was it was really well done, really well organized. Agreed. It was, it was small, but it was, it was really well done, and again, um, I guess for me, the reason I enjoyed it most was I just got to see so many people that I knew from other things, yeah. either other conventions or from Station Con, and just had seen them at other conventions. They have time to actually stop them. Yeah, since there wasn't a whole lot going on, nobody was Nobody was constantly in a rush, so we actually got a chance to actually talk to people um, that we otherwise just don't get much of a chance. So that was actually a lot. So for, for, for that alone, I think it was actually worth it. So it was more like just getting to hang out with friends. Yeah. So I, for for that alone, I would I would go back actually, uh, and if you're looking for like a small convention that's that's very at this point anime oriented, it's not a bad one, and the the hotel actually wasn't too bad. Uh, we actually lucked out though by going on Priceline. I hate to say it. Yeah. We had to deal with a king room, king bedroom, but they had like we, a couch. So yeah, and we had brought an inflatable and... inflatable mattress uh, in case there wasn't. But we were literally. We were room next to the elevators on the first floor. Yeah, we were room 104. Um, so that was actually freaking sweet. That's kind of a and we, Yeah, because we, we usually do the con block, and we're happy to do it because you get a good rate. But luckily... We, we got in too late. Yeah, we, we were too late for the con block, so we had to go... We had to use Priceline, but we got nearly the same price. The only problem was it was a king suite, but first floor... You, and the position... The, the convention... I don't know if they'll be in the same location next year, but... You are practically right next to a uh, Popeye's chicken, Popeye's chicken, and Panic a Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Well, Panic Express said so there was a couple things across, across, the street, across the street, but you could actually Arby's, just walk up the drive Arby's. of the hotel. You were at Popeye's chicken, or you could cross a bank parking lot to get to a Chick Fil A. Yeah. Which usually we do not have that experience at conventions where food is very close. It's always you have to order in. Especially like that's. Often true of, like, things that are held downtown. Mm-hmm. This is kind of out in the suburb, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would recommend it to anyone, like I say, who's looking for sort of a small convention um, that's that's more focused on uh, anime. I think that's that's a good one. And like I say, I, I think it's put on by good people. So, yep. and that, that I think that shows. All right, so... Nashville. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yo. Primary reason I didn't go to Station Con um, was because we smell. I understand. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's I know. 
I'm working on it. Yeah, that and uh, there was a uh, major fighting game tournament going on in Nashville the very same weekend, the uh, Midwest Championships. Um, event that I had spent months and months preparing for. Um, it was my first uh, Evo qualifying major that I've been to. Um, Midwest Championships, though, uh, was really different because the standard format for more, most of the major tournaments that are held across the country are there is that they're usually held on Saturday and Sunday, and the tournaments for each games are split up across two days. Like they'll they'll play till they reach like top sixteen or top eight um, in a tournament, and then stop and run the rest of the brackets on Sunday. Um, U.S. Championships was different for a lot of reasons. Um, and usually the, the events are held at like a hotel or something like a convention. Um, U.S. Championships was held in a mall that closed the day after the tournament was over. Really? Yes. Shut down for good. Um, (laughs) in in an actual factual arcade. One of the few that still exists. Did exist. No, it, it still exists. They're just reopening in a different location because oh. it's all closed. Oh, cool. Um, I think they they opened a new place in uh, <laughs> in, in Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama, huh. um, which is funny. Like, right after we, we went to Hamacon, they announced that they're uh, opening a location there. And they're going to open another one close to where the mall was in Nashville. Hmm. Uh, but it probably won't open until August, I think. Um, anyway, they... It was different because it was at a mall in an arcade, and they held it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday instead of Saturday, Sunday. But if you were entering a tournament for a particular game, they ran the tournament straight through. Hmm. Like, instead of, you know, running part of it one day, part of it the next so day. So you didn't have to wait around if yeah. you weren't. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that The problem was that some of the games, especially the Friday games, didn't have great... Attendance. I think it's due to a number of factors. You know, like it being on a Friday. Yeah. It being in that mall. That you know, if you were to go there and you weren't familiar with the area, you'd be like, "There ain't shit happening here. This place is closed." Um, and it was for some of. The, I think the Friday games were some of the smaller games anyway. But they had like instead of running like four or five games, you know, the the currently popular ones, they ran twelve. I'm gonna run down the list. Wow. Um, Super Street Fighter 4, uh, Arcade Edition 2012, uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Soul Calibur 5, uh, Mortal Kombat, the, the most recent one, uh, Mortal, sometimes referred to as Mortal Kombat 9, although there's no actual 9 in the title. Hmm. Um, King of Fighters 13, Blaze Blue, Skullgirls, uh, which those are all the more recent ones. And then they also had tournaments for Mortal Kombat 2, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Wow. Um, a mystery tournament, which ended up being Samurai Kirby from, uh, Kirby <laughs> Superstar, which is real, really just a game where, uh, it, it's just two people testing reflexes. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you just stand there and then it says uh, go when you hit the button, whoever wins gets it. Um, and then, and this is the one that surprised me, not because they hold, held the tournament, but because the uh, the turnout from what I'd heard was really low for this. They had a Super Street Fighter II Turbo Tournament of Legends qualifier. Now, uh, Evo Revolution is the World Fighting Game Championships that they uh, hold every year. This year it's in uh, Las Vegas. 
and uh, they are doing this year a tournament of legends for Super Street Fighter Two Turbo because the game's been out for like what is it you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years now. Yeah. Um. And it's a thirty-two person uh tournament that's being held there, and the only way you get in is by winning one of these events. Oh wow! Um. But I think only, like, a handful, maybe, like, two or four people showed up for a, <laughs> really? for a 32-person invitational-only event. Wow. And it, it was kind of surprising. Um, so whoever won that, though, had one of the yeah, two spots. Yes. So if you were one of the two people, you had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> right? It's assuming you're any good. Well, yeah. Um, but I went down on Saturday, because that's the day that they were doing the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I forsook, although I played, like, every single one of these games on this list, I hit, I have played, or do play seriously at some point in time or another. Um, that was the game that, uh, you know, I put the most effort in, it's the game I practiced the most, it's the game that I feel I understand the best and have the best chance at winning. Um, so I, I forsook all other games for about two months and prepared for it and did spectacularly horribly. Um, well, things, things that I can do with my eyes closed, I could not do, uh, I wasn't even nervous. I don't even know what happened. Hmm. I just couldn't do basic things that day. Um, but that's, that's what happened uh, as far as my thing goes. Those are really... They, it was an extremely well-run event, especially for, for a major event, although, it was, sadly, the turnout just wasn't what it should have been. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not anyone's fault, per se. Um, one of the major uh, national players was there, uh, Wolf Crown, hmm. was there for uh, Super Street Fighter 4, and he did win. Um, which, which was kind of sad, because I was reading for you know some of my friends that were, that were in that game. But... Uh, I was, I was kind of hoping, like, one of the Nashville people would win. Strangely, the people that I play with every week, they went to the major tournament that was the weekend before in Orlando and were still in Florida uh, when it was going on. Oh, so. Have they just not found their way out, or did they dread they, Georgia they that pretty, much? They pretty much just made it a vacation. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is not a bad thing to do, if you're going to be in Orlando. It seems odd, though, to do the Orlando one rather than the Nashville, which would be much closer. Yeah. Well, Unless used to... Well, well, they, well, it could be that... I wonder if they already had sort of a vacation. Like, they, they were going to do Florida that year anyway, so screw it, let's bundle them together. Yeah, if if I had had the, the time and the money, that would have been the way I would have gone, too. Although, probably would have tried to make it back that Saturday and, you know, plan that one as well. But, anyway. Um, I had a lot of fun. Although, terribly disappointed. Um, were there a number of people there you knew? Oh, yeah. But uh, I know... Most of the Tennessee fighting game community, okay. in some way, shape, or form. Actually, Wolfcrown was staying with uh, one of the players here from here in Knoxville. Really? Yeah, he he stayed in Knoxville for about a week. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, that's that's what happened there, and that now I'm extreme. I, I've been playing pissed ever since the uh, Midwest Championships. <laughs> like I've just been pissed off at everyone I've played. <laughs> I've been teabagging people. I've just been like, you know what? Fuck everyone. Fuck this game. Fuck life. Fuck you. I have just been playing so fucking pissed. <laughs> I now I don't just do uh, zeros lightning loops. I will teabag you in the fucking middle of it. 
That's how fucking pissed off I was after that turn. It's good. He keeps a man alive. Hey, I did a hate run of uh, Super Mario Brothers yesterday and did extremely well clearing the game after we spent several hours playing new Super Mario Brothers Wii and you and Jeffrey getting in my fucking way all the time. Game game that requires precision jumping and controls. Let's put other people in the game. Oh, man. Yeah, it was to the point where you didn't want to take a jump because you knew... You were going to get hurt, or you were going to hurt someone else, or probably both. <laughs> but, but we've got video oh, of that, which that, may already be up on the site by the time this podcast gets out. I don't know. That, that may take a while to get up. So what's the there's what so said. much of it. What's the That's next, what she said. What's the next gaming event that you're looking at? It won't be anything for a while. Um, Evo's going to be the weekend after we're recording this. Um, I won't be at that, obviously. Um... Because that's too much money and too far away, and I still suck too badly. Um, so then the next major tournament I, I go through probably won't be until maybe final round next year. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty much just going to be taking the next year, um, playing you know locally and playing in, in like convention tournaments and things like that. And uh, just allowing hate to continue to be my only reason to live. Wow. <laughs> hate and my desire to see the rest of the Evangelion films. Those are the only two reasons I haven't stepped in front of Victoria. <laughs> so people die once the fourth fourth Evangelion movie comes not out. People, not people, just me. No, 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 because... Then you're only subsisting on hate, and the hate's got a long way to go to fill in what uh, you're getting from the Evangelion films. Yeah. So, uh... After a while, you just have hate. I mean, otherwise, I, I can go and put a number on, on those other movies. Oh. <sighs> put a date to that. I just have to make it to, you know, 2015, and see how this shit ends. Then I may want to kill myself anyway, regardless. Oddly enough, that reminds me, I saw a tr- partial trailer for a live-action Roni Kenshin movie. Yes, I've seen um, it. Funimation, get on licensing that, because I want it as a fathom event that I can go see in a theater. <laughs> Surely they will. I am going to start writing a letter to Funimation. I'm thinking I once a week. I was about to say, I don't know. Funimation probably has interest in it, like, you know, they do every anime that comes out that they think they can make money on, but... You know, as far as the likelihood of it being them, it's probably more likely that's maybe Viz or... Because well, Viz at least published the manga, so they have some... Yeah. As long as... I, I figure I, I need to at least... I would need to hit up a company that actually has the uh, the resources to arrange for theatrical the showings. Events. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm figuring Funimation and, and I guess Viz would probably be the two. Yeah, well... Those because are like, the ones that you know usually well, end up yeah. being in the theaters. Because like the the only other one that I only other company I really like is Sentai, and, I, and they're just not big enough. Well, Sentai is ADV, uh, essentially. Although, yeah, although they don't want you to think so. At least as far as the ports are concerned. Yeah, but so get on that Viz information, fight over it. I think the next convention we're going to be attending Anime is Southeast. Anime Southeast. When's that? July... Something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, been a couple weeks. It's been an hour from here, so we'll yes. probably just do like a day trip. I've contacted yeah. uh, the chairman to see about getting... Uh, and then after that, it's going to be probably, what, GMX or AWA in the fall? 
Like, I don't, we don't have one in August. Yeah, it'll be AWA, 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 AWA it's, uh, before. It'll be, it'll GMX. be, okay. I, I knew it was a toss-up between AWA, GMX, and Japan Fest. Which I really do want to go to Japan Fest. I guess it would be Japan Fest, because isn't Japan Fest before AWA? September is. Don't recall. I, I just think know. So. I, th- I think the, last year it was like a week before AWA. I know that one of the, the, the dealers in the dealer's room at, at Station Con that I was talking to, they were going to be set up at uh, Japan Fest 2, and they had told me that it was on a separate weekend from AWA again. So I know that's all I know at this point is that they're all on separate schedules again. Thank goodness. Well, at least with Japan Fest, we can all drive down there there together since it's just going to be for one day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm mildly looking forward to that because I really enjoyed the first. It was the last one we went to. It was really good. I was I was pleasantly surprised because a lot of cultural festivals tend to be just boring as shit. But that was that was a really good. They had a lot going on. Well, I mean it's Atlanta, so I guess it makes sense. Well, not just that it was Atlanta, but you know they they did a very good job of making it an interesting event. Yeah, showing a lot of different aspects of of. And they've been doing it for like what did they say twenty years or yeah, something. So they they, so they know have what a lot of doing. practice. And yeah. they're I think they're involved with a Japanese organization in Atlanta. So well, it's the consulate. Consulate, yeah. yeah. So that way, it's not just. That's why I'm hoping now that the that the the what was it? It was the New Orleans. Consulate is now located in Nashville. Yeah, I am really hoping that Nashville will get a similar event to Japan Fest. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Oh, and I'm just gonna throw this out: if anyone happens to just be listening to this podcast and doesn't actually ever go to the site for any reason, which I can understand why you wouldn't, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and murder this by actually calling attention to it. But uh, I am. Currently, uh, trying to do a weekly article series uh, of just like random news and shit from the previous week. Awesome. Um, just to just to put a little bit more on site, uh, we've got that game night video that we've recorded, so that should be coming up soon. Probably in multiple parts because it, it it literally is. Like, Man, new new Super Mario Brothers Wii, you know. That's not like, you know, I go from 1-1 one, one to 1-2 one, to 4-1 to 4-2 to 8-1 and play yes. through uh, the last level. No, that is, oh my god, it took us 20 minutes to go through that one fucking stage. Hmm. It actually, like, the first world wasn't bad, and then the second world there is a noticeable difficulty increase. Yes. I don't think you want to edit out any of the failed attempts. No. So not a gentle, swearing. Uh, a gentle increase in difficulty. Actually, there is a sharp uh, change in difficulty depending on how quickly you can kill the other people. <laughs> like, say, there are a couple of parts where... Wait, is that the point? No. Okay. There are a couple of parts where, like, Jeffrey and Dylan were out of their lives, and I'm like, well, this game is, you know, no offense to Jeffrey or Dylan, because, you know, I, you know, I'm sure I did the same thing to you guys, but when you guys were dead, I'm like, man, this game's fucking easy. Optimal optimal gameplay is with two people, so you always have someone to save you if you die. Yep. You get three in there, people just three get Three or four, away. yeah. Four is right out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This shit's going to be out on Wii U, so you can throw that $200 tablet controller, however much it's going to cost, <laughs> right out the fucking door. That's probably the biggest problem well, with having a very expensive controller is... Uh, it's going to get thrown into the TV screen. 
Yeah, at some and point... you ain't going to have a plastic bumper and a uh, like wrist strap a, wait, for a tablet. Yeah, wait wait for you to... Just wait the first time something in a game goes very, very wrong for your 10-year-old. And uh, that thing is going to have to need some replacing. There's no fixing what's going to happen to that thing. There just isn't. Nope. Uh, so if you have children, do not buy a Wii U. It will only uh, end in tears and money. <laughs> and both. Well, does anybody else have anything? Nope. I think we have covered all of our topics for this episode. Okay. We have wasted enough of the good people's time. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, folks. I've heard that uh, Olivia Munn's boobs are in Magic Mike, so uh, if you can confirm this, let me know, because I'm not going to watch that movie. Otherwise. The, uh, the Regal Cl- Crown Club newsletter, or one of their marketing emails, I think had a, uh, had a section promoting it, and uh, there was a caption that said, it is the Citizen Kane of male stripper movies. Not lying. I have, actually, I watched a review of it. Orson Welles would be rolling it over in his grave if he wasn't so fat they couldn't roll yeah. over it. I actually saw a review of it this morning. Um, that The reviewer actually sort of liked it. and It was described as a morality uh, play. And I've got to think, what is going on in that movie? <laughs> a morality play that, as you mentioned on Twitter, there is all manner of nudity in. Dylan, your ass took me to anime he- or AMV Hell Zero. This is you, true. You are no longer allowed I also to laugh. condescend <laughs> to anything with nudity in it. Oh, it's, it's this. Oh, but it's got nudity in it. No, sir. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no holding on. No, I am ceasing holding. Cut his mic. Cut his, cut his mic. <laughs> I'm not saying... Cut his mic. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying cut nudity is mic. necessarily a yeah. bad thing. What I'm saying is that if you have a... Um, a a movie that is that has apparently that much nudity in it, and you call it a morality play. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask severe questions. Well, now, perhaps you're using that nudity you artistically, should, but maybe you should get your answers by going and watching the movie for us. Oh God, no! You love naked men. No, I don't. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't know, man. Don't explain some of your behavior, but whatever. well, Nikki's supposed to be going to see it, so. Yeah, but she's a woman. She's going to be staring at penises or whatever. True. That's what women do, right? I guess so. For the record, um, it is almost 3 o'clock here, and uh, not that anyone's listening is going to care, but it's 106 fucking degrees outside. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. Destroy the sun. I actually told someone at work that, like, I'm working on a project <laughs> to destroy the sun, because enough is enough. We've had thousands and thousands, if not uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of years worth of sun. <laughs> I think we've reached the quota. We've got I, some uh, stored up, I'm I th- sure. I think, we can, I think we can cut it off at this point. Okay, proven fact. Uh, if you kill the sun in Super Mario Brothers 3, everything is just fine. So if It actually games, makes things easier. If video games have taught us anything, that is the key to solving global warming. Find me a turtle shell so I may throw it at the sun. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Dear Nickelback, I'm not saying you can't make music. I'm just saying it needs to be good once in a while.
I'm just saying that you actually don't have the talent for it. You could if you bothered to learn and stop swimming in your money. Don't quit your day job is what you're saying. I'm saying quit their day job. Maybe. I mean, Go do something else. Statistically, if they keep at it, sooner or later they have to produce something good. Who will write all the songs about sex and drugs and rock and roll? Everyone else. What happened to Kid Rock? Is he no dead? No one is going to say. He can write that. No one is that depraved. I have heard and, and some he, of And he songs. can play many musical instruments, so he has some kind of talent. Uh, can he? I'm did, sure did you see the, the comment that Gabe had on Twitter about... He's talking to Thomas about, yeah... You know, a lot of their songs sound the same, but they have good lyrics, and that's why I like them. And I really, really had to resist the urge to not just troll him for an entire day looking up Nickelback lyrics <laughs> and posting them. Like, oh, yeah, this is so fucking great. Look at this photograph. Well, see, Every like, time like I, said, I do, the, it makes me laugh. They have the two, they have those songs, and then didn't they do the one about the uh, the pants are on your feet or yes, whatever? Yes, that one. Yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I love how they talk about, uh, you know, her pants around her feet. That's such a deep... It's got layers, man. Yeah. It's got pants and underwear and skin. That's three layers. It's basically just, the, like... The song is just, he's mad at her, but she gives good head. Yeah, but... That is that song. Oh. The whole song is basically, like, I'm a douchebag. Yeah, I, I could just no, replace. I, think, I, think that's I, all I hate everything that there is about you, but I don't break up with you because the sex is good. And and you do really depraved shit, and I'm into that. But, you know, sometimes I like to look back to a simpler time when, um, you know, I was more innocent. But Anyway. 